for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quart, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Brenda Carsey. How's it going today, Brenda? Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. Things are going good. It's been a really hot week. I think we broke a few records for the hottest days in June or whatever wow, it is. Wow, really? Yeah. Whoa. There was a couple of days where it got really hot. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to stay inside for a while and cool off and run that AC until the Texas power grid decides it wants to go out again. <laughs> oh, man. So I hope not. No, I hope not either. But uh, really excited to sit here and chat with you a little bit and get to know more about you and what you got going on. I know you just released a new single a little over a week ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, super new. It's a 10-day-old 10, 10 baby. Awesome, awesome. And then you, I, you've got the uh, follow-up uh, music video for it coming out, too. So I'm really excited to yeah. kind of just talk about all that and, uh, you know, just get to know more about you. But um, oh, okay. before we get to jump talking about that, um, let, let's kind of take this opportunity to have you introduce yourself and, like, your background, what got you into music, just, like, whatever you feel. Is sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm one of those people who's been doing music since I was born forever and ever, um, probably annoyingly singing out of the womb. And then, uh, my first instrument was voice, of course. And then I played clarinet for five years when I was like eight to 13, I'm going to say it was fast. And then I did choir touring and competitions and all that stuff for about 10 years. Um, taught myself piano just from knowing how to read music from choir and clarinet and started writing songs and just messing around. And then here we are now, no. <laughs> gotcha. years and years later. You gotcha. Uh, so going through that entire process, who, who are some of your um, influences, like musically speaking? What, like way back when I was first yeah. learning music yeah, or when now? You were, no, like when you were first learning music. When I was first learning music. Wow. That's a whole different Brenda. Um, than I then then unfolded in college and high school and all those times where you like really understand music in a different mm -hmm. way. But when I was little, I was really into just great singers. So like Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Destiny's Child, AKA Beyonce for anyone who wasn't alive when they weren't still together. Yeah. Um, and then my mom was a really big fan of Barbra Streisand nice. and I have no shame. Babs is like a queen for life. So she's on my list. And then, um, probably was just influenced by like the choir and, and orchestral music. I was playing too. A lot of people say that my music is very musically or, you know, mm -hmm. or it has a lot of movement and stuff. And I, yeah. I can't say that I'm not influenced by having a classical music background. I definitely am. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. And so going through school, you, you started with the clarinet, you said, Started That's with right. the clarinet and then uh, to the piano. And is that kind of it? Or do you also, you also play guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also play guitar. Um, I write songs on guitar. I'll say I'm a songwriter with guitar. Yeah. I won't say I'm like, I play, I'm not like, yeah. but if you need chords, I've got all the chords. I know all the chords and you rhythms. Know, you know <laughs> enough to put a song together with it. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I know more than enough to put a song together for sure. I, mm. I put myself down a lot, but I, I, I started playing guitar in college, like a good, good college person does. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> awesome. And then when did you uh, start exploring your own creativity to like, as far as writing music? I started tinkering around with songwriting when I was a little girl, when mm. I was like 10, okay. um, obviously not performing them in front of people, but I used to always write songs and I actually would write them all and my mom saved them all. So I still have all the old stuff that I used to write. Thank goodness for moms, um, for all those things that you're like, this is trash. And she's like, no, no. So, um, and then more seriously, uh, like college was a really big, uh, time, I guess, you know, just stepping out in the world and getting so much stimulation and so many unanswered questions and so much exploration. It's a great time for songwriting, Mm -hmm. I think. And that's when I made my first EP. It doesn't exist anywhere on the internet at all. This is I was before... going to ask. I was yeah. just going to ask. This is before the internet. It used to be only on SoundCloud, but I deleted. I was like, I'm deleting everything before like a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's two albums of mine that don't exist anywhere. Yeah, I've, I've done that before with a lot of my uh, film work. My dad calls yeah. me every once in a while. He's like, hey, where can I find this film? And I'm like... Um, anything prior to 2019 doesn't exist anymore. So wow, that's, that's like, so you're doing film pretty new. Uh, no, I've been doing film since like 2011. Oh. So I've been doing it for a while. It was just one of those things where it's like, I was very edgy and that didn't represent who I am nowadays. Mm. Like I'm, so yeah, it was, it was one of those things where it was just like, yeah, I'm going to, put all that stuff away. I still have a couple of like the gems hidden away, like stuff that was, I thought was pretty decent, but I as, hope far so. as, as far as like being publicly out there, it's like, yeah. Right. I mean, if nothing else though, I feel like they're at any form of creation and art and stuff, video, like you're saying, or music or whatever, they're all like, it's a time capsule yeah. for yourself as a person and where you are. And I would, I would be bold and say a lot of people would probably appreciate your edgy stuff if it's really edgy. Yeah. People love edgy, weird things. Yeah. Like who yeah. doesn't like something that's, that's like, makes you stop and go, huh? No, like I do at least. Th- there's a few things that were like, oh, I can't believe I actually thought that was funny. Okay. That's yeah. But fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so uh, you have two albums or two bodies of music that just don't exist. Have you ever thought about yes. like bringing them back? No. And, like making maturing them a little bit oh like like rebirthing the songs yeah like if like um, the concept was there but like the lyrics just were a little I, off or... I actually think that so one of the albums just to be fully transparent that doesn't exist anywhere three of the songs from that album i did redo and give okay. new life to on an album um, oh my god i'm stuttering on an album of mine called solitary refinement mm-hmm. that came out in 2017 mm-hmm. um so step outside blending in and picture this are all from that that really old album of mine nice and then um my very first ep ever which i did in 2006 and was just like slinging cds and burning cds and doing that whole thing um I genuinely think every song on that is a hit. I think it's yeah. amazing, yeah. but I also think that they're really immature mm. um, and don't, again, like like you don't represent where I am now as like yeah. as a woman as opposed to like a girl. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
but I think that they're all great. So maybe if I ever have like super fans or if I ever do Patreon, which I'm not on Patreon, but if I ever do that, that would be like the kind of place where, you know, I think people would appreciate hearing that as opposed to the general public. (laughs) For sure. But do you still have them like on a CD hidden somewhere? Oh yeah. Okay. I have the files and the CDs. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Hey, that's good. All right. Did you, so like, that early on, were you just recording the stuff yourself or were you actually going somewhere and going into a studio? The 2006 one I did at a friend's house. Mm, He had a studio. Um, And when I say studio uh, at his house, I mean like a a few microphones and like a computer and some tiny setup because this is 2006. So it was a little different. Um, But yeah, we, you know, we record everything there on like a real piano and real bass, real drums and some synthy stuff. And then um, the second album, my second album again, which doesn't exist, but then my 20, so 2010 doesn't exist, but I did completely by myself. I was in, Mm. um, I had taken a sound design and some other Mm -hmm. music courses for engineering in college. So Mm -hmm. that's what, started me on my self-production yeah. side. And then 2011, 2012, and 2014, all those albums I'm that are all online. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully self-produced, mixed, mastered, yeah. et cetera, wrote, gotcha. composed, blah, blah, blah. Awesome. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Um, as far as where, where did you go to school for? I went to Cal state long beach in long beach, California. Nice. So you're, you're born, raised Southern California. Then I take it, or did you, I am. Oh, awesome. you're so smart. I am. <laughs> hey, I just kind of put the context. Can you loose. tell from my, my, uh, tattoos and my obnoxious glowiness that I'm from California. No. <laughs> hey, I just, I just put the context clues together and I take a shot in the dark nine times out of 10, it fails miserably because it's like, no, I moved here when I was 12. I came from Alaska, you know, something right. weird, weirdness like that, but it is what it is. Um, so you graduated from college. Did you know that you were going to be a musician coming out of college or did you have other plans Um, no, I had no plans. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, uh, the whole millennial generation as a whole, um, Mm. which I am a part of, we are the generation where it was like, you have no choice. You're going to college because that's how you have a good life. So I was like, okie dokie, whatever you say, that's what I'll do. So I went to college. Um, I'm grateful. I went to college. Mm -hmm. I I feel like it made me, um, well-rounded and and worldly Mm -hmm. and well-spoken and I'm able to to write mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a legible way and all these things that I'm genuinely grateful for and meeting like crazy weird people too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did do music in college. Um, I was doing the vocal performance major at that school initially. Mm-hmm. And then at the time that major was impacted, which for my non-college people out there, it means that you couldn't get some of the classes you wanted to when yep. you wanted to. So you'd end up being in school for like six years. Yep. And I was like, not down. I was like four years and I'm done with this. Yeah. So I switched degrees. And, um, when I got out, I, I just lingered. I was in, I was in a band mm. at the time. So we were touring and I just kind of was unfolding with my young twenties and just seeing what was happening. And then, um, after I'll fast forward a few years, then like my, firm decision for like, all I'm going to do is music forever. Mm. That, that moment for me, I was a late bloomer with that. Um, Mm. I was 27 when that happened and I never looked back and I'm, I'm still doing it and I'm grateful and it's, and it's hard and weird and great. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I've often thought about it 
that uh, if I had I not gone to college, I probably wouldn't be doing live and amplified right now. Just yeah. because like prior to me going to get my bachelor's, so I got my associates at a community college because I didn't test well. Like I was in remedial math for like two years, you know, real, real stupid people stuff. <laughs> and so it took me like four years to get my associates. And so uh, I was like, you know what? I've got my associates. I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing. I was working, doing okay, you know, and I was just going to kind of keep making the YouTube videos. And then my dad's like, you still owe me four grand on this car. If you go f- get your bachelor's, I won't make you pay me back that four grand. And I'm like, oh my God. okay. And so I went and went to Southern Illinois and little did I know it was going to end up costing me a lot more than four grand. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a great tricky, that was a tricky move right there. Yeah. Great financial decision on my part. Um, and, but yeah, then I started, went down to Southern Illinois and uh, was introduced to independent hip hop music, mm-hmm. which, you know, my, but my roommate, uh, his brother was an artist and he'd come down all the time and he'd be like, Hey, listen to this new track I produced. I was like, cool. You know, and that was kind of it. So that's how you started doing like, like podcasts, that, you mean an interview? Well, no, no, that, that's just how, what introduced me to uh, independent music. Cause before it was uh, always like radio top 40 type stuff. Right. And then school got me a job in Kentucky and Kentucky's where I got the idea for live and amplified. And then it was two years later, I moved out to New Mexico and I was in a, in the position to actually do something with it. So, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So hip hop's where it started and all yeah. it took was one, one guy. Yeah. One guy to introduce me. And then we had a really janky uh, band set up because one guy was a drummer. The other guy was a bass player. The other guy was kind of a guitarist and they'd set up like makeshift band equipment down in the basement. And they had this amp down there and, but the basement flooded all the time. So the amp didn't always quite work. (laughs) It's like, Oh God, we're all going to (laughs) die. So yeah. That's a, that's terrifying. It really is. So coming out of school, you just started playing music for the most part with no real. And in school and and in school. school. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, people who are not, uh, introduced to the, the breadth of what the music industry is by either, like you said, like you meeting someone who is living that, um, people who don't have like an understanding or knowing of the industry primarily just think you're, you're just famous. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah. like nobody or you're famous. Yeah. And there's, there is like this gigantic rainbow between those two black and whites. Um, and so I, to me, like I was just being a musician. I was mm-hmm. just playing and touring and like playing locally and like playing up the coast and going, yeah flying to other States and just, just exploring and doing what I wanted to do. And I will say that for me personally, moving to a place like Los Angeles, which Mm -hmm. is where, where I live now, um, was a really great kick in the ass (laughs) for someone like me who needed it that, um, I, cause I mean, LA, like New York and like some of these bigger metropolitan cities Mm -hmm. are, it's all about 
all the best and worst things that the human species has to offer. <laughs> and that includes marketing, which is the worst and capitalism, which is the worst in my opinion, just my opinion. And, uh, but it also includes like, you know, diversity and like, like, and the art and nightlife and like food, like all, all this amazing stuff that comes with exploring new cities, you mm-hmm. know, um, which can be very inspiring. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but all the, all that business stuff, like being in a center where there's like tons of competition because everyone's moving here. There's tons of venues. There's a lot of like uh, studios. You can do studio work. You can do work with schools. You can do lessons. You can do restaurant gigs and wineries. Like there's just so many places in which you can utilize your skill and talent Mm -hmm. that I don't think uh, the average person realizes how long it takes an individual who's an indie artist to Mm -hmm. learn about each of these things and navigate each of these things. And I'm not, I'm not even touching on making content and videos and the Mm -hmm. music itself and fundraising and all that. That's like a whole other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's like nonstop. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's like opening your own restaurant, except your profit margins are far lower. Oh yeah. (laughs) yeah. I, yes, it really like, and that's just anything creative in general. Like it's going to take me years to recover the losses over the last six years of everything that we've done. And so it's just like, yeah, you're doing it out of love and with the hope of intent to get paid. So, yeah, just to like make a living and be, I'm sure it's different for each individual, but for Mm. me, like having the respect of my peers of fellow musicians is really important to me. Mm -hmm. I think good musicianship is really important and, uh, just being a nice person Mm -hmm. and like trying to, to give back to, to people who are starting who maybe haven't learned all the shit that I've learned because I've been doing this longer than them, you know, like just, Yeah. It, we're all like a community trying to survive. So it's like mm-hmm. nice to try to help each other when we can. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. you know, the one thing that I've talked, a lot of the musicians that I've talked to that have come out of, not come out of LA, but are based in LA, is they mentioned that it's really hard to find people that are actually doers in LA. Mm. Like they'll go out to like these social situations and, they'll go, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's do this. You know, whatever, you know, be really amped. But the second it comes time for somebody to do something that it, there's not that movement. Have you run across that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I I would, I've definitely run across that, but I think some of that is um, being young, uh, like being in your twenties. And um, I also think that's uh, even more prevalent with Gen Z. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just, uh, the fear of like commitment. I think a lot of, a lot of people of all ages have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there's like a thing with being young that like I, with like a lot of time of living in the city, mm-hmm. um, how long have I, it's been like eight years now. Um, you just begin to observe more. I think if people listen more and didn't talk mm-hmm. quite so much, you can actually pick up who is sincere mm-hmm. and who is connecting with you yeah. versus who is, um, being a social butterfly and being like very surface. And I don't Mm. think being a social butterfly is bad at all. Like I relate to that. In fact, I think if you want to be like, Oh my God, I love you. And I'll see you later. And like, you just want to party and like drink and just be like, sure. You're cute. Bye. Like, (laughs) I think that's totally fine. I think that it's each individual jobs to Mm. like, be like, okay, so that's an obvious, like this kind of person Mm. and they're on this mission and that's totally cool for them. But I'm looking for like a, this kind of connection. Yeah. 
You, you really do have to pay attention. And I think that's the hard part. A lot of people want it to be easy yeah. and, and don't want to have to try hard to have meaningful relationships, but it is hard work yeah. to yeah. have friends, to have fans, to have um, like intimate relationships. Like it is hard work. It does not just happen. You have to try yeah. constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That voice you made was... It, it was perfect and annoying at the same time. I'm just Thank like, you. <laughs> I'm, awesome. I'm from here. Remember, this is where I'm from. So I'm pretty, awesome. pretty easy. <laughs> um, so you, you got the two, or we talked about the two albums that don't exist anymore. Don't exist. Yeah. Uh, so technically your first album was released in 2011, right? 2000. Oh, as far as public. Yes. Yeah. 2011. As yes. far as what's public. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to try to keep up with the, uh, like, you know, the, the history, yeah, the, the, history lo- the lost history of Brenda yeah. Carsey. Um, <laughs> what was the, um, take or putting aside the fact that you had already released two albums, um, what, what was kind of the mindset going into that first official project, uh, sideshow? A sideshow was, so at the time I was playing with a small band as a, like a three piece, um, thing and I would do piano, but I would also do guitar. It just kind of depended. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sideshow is an all electronic album. Mm-hmm. So at first I wasn't sure if I was going to release it under my name. I, my, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe the project is called Sage Show or something. Um, and I wanted it to be a little bit weird and uh, very inspired by like trip hop mm-hmm. and, um, and like, and, you know, like really down, down mid tempo, like techno, not mm-hmm. like, not techno. It's not that word. Like electronica. There you go. Okay. Like electronica. Um, for, and for people out there, it's like um, craft work and, uh, um, oh my gosh, the band that I'm thinking of, oh, I forgot what they're called. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll let you know. But there's like this band at the time I was like really, really into. Um, and like gorillas too. It's like not a, Outcast, is it? Because I see. No. Okay. It's not Outcast. The rest of the album is not Outcast. That song is for fun. Okay. Well, because I was sitting here looking at it and I didn't pick it up when I was kind of running through all your music. It says Outcast, don't sue me. Yeah. That was like, so that's the last song that I anyway, really quick tangent. So to wrap that up, it's because it was an electronic album mm-hmm. and then I was genuinely happy with how it came out, but this, I'm again, I'm just learning how to do mm-hmm. electronic production. So everything was mixed mono. Mm-hmm. It is like horrible quality. It blows out sometimes, but I think the songs are, are amazing yeah. still to this day. I think all the songwriting is great. Um, but yeah, so that last song is called, uh, my LBC. Cause I was living in Long Beach at the time in parentheses outcast. Don't sue me. Because I used a uh, Southern playlist to Cadillac Music's, mm. that's the name of the song, um, their, their backing beat. Mm-hmm. And I looped it like you would in the hip hop tradition. I'm mm-hmm. also really into hip hop. Um, uh, uh, like you, I just snagged the part that was just the instrumental and I looped yeah. it and I put my own hook over it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm an indie artist. I have no money. So I'm just going to put it in the song as the chorus. So mm-hmm. if they ever hear it and find it, they will laugh their ass off and they'll probably be like, whatever, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I think they'll appreciate it. Like, I think, I, think certain, they will too. I think there are certain artists that yeah, at the, they'll, they look at the context of the situation and it's oh, yeah. at the time she wasn't making anything like, yeah. you know, so yeah. 
and it's, it's all it's all it's all a good laugh like mm-hmm. i i did exactly what they did for the south and for atlanta mm-hmm. for long beach it's nice. just a song about where i lived yeah cool cool yeah and one thing that i did really appreciate was how consistently you were at least early on you were releasing like full bodies of work not just like singles it was like six to eight to ten song ep i guess at that point it's full albums yeah you know and then it looks like in 2017 or so you kind of took a little bit of a break or well, was there something um, that was kind of going on there i released two things in 2014 mm-hmm. uh i guess right and okay. then um i took a break because it was when i had just moved to la mm-hmm. so i was like uh I, I released so 2014 i released an album called satya mm-hmm. that i'm still really proud of to this day mm-hmm. definitely go check that out out there if you like um also an electronic album but not in a in a standard classical sense Mm -hmm. it's it sounds more like indie pop but it's but it's all done electronically Mm -hmm. i should say and that's like an eight track um album that i'm I'm genuinely really proud of to this day i i love it i love the songs on it i think it's really fun and playful and it's it was like all about you know just very much a Mm self-growing thing there i moved to la right around when all that was happening Mm -hmm. and just like was broke man i just had no job i had no money i had no friends so i was just I had to take some time off to figure out what the heck I was doing and why I moved to LA in the first place. Um, and then, uh, in 2016, I did my very first crowdfunding campaign. I would, mm. I thought I'd give crowdfunding a try. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the hardest things I had ever had to, had done in, mm-hmm. in music up until that yeah. point. Um, it really makes you grow up because what you're really doing is, is a, is a pitch deck you're like mm-hmm. pitching yourself for investors as a company and, yeah. and no one talks about that. That's really yeah. what you're doing. So to actually like be concise with what I was doing and like, like commit to a genre and commit to how I'm spending my money and have like breakdowns and math and details and people's names and everything mm-hmm. uh, you can imagine. So it was a lot of work. Um, and it was a success. I raised my full amount and that was the very first time I knew. And sorry, I should backtrack. I knew that I wanted my next album after Satya mm-hmm. to be what I was doing live. I wanted mm-hmm. it to sound like what I was touring with and what I was playing live. Nice. So I was like, this has to be live. It has to be a real band has to be real instruments. Cause that's what I do live. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. We did, um, a 10 track album is solitary refinement. That's the mm-hmm. 2017 album. Um, again, still extraordinarily proud of it. Still representative of who I am today. I mm-hmm. played two songs from that album this past Sunday at, at my big single yes. release show for my new single, which we'll get to. Yep. Um, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we did, um, we did keys, drums, bass Mm -hmm. live all at once for that album. And then we did like horns after and strings Mm -hmm. and vocals and guitar and stuff like after the fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my first like, like studio album, like big time studio album funded all that. that. Like big, well, biggest budget I had had yet at the time. Um, And then we also like did a two week tour and we did like, it was like the beginning of me really taking my career, the word career Mm -hmm. as a musician and artist seriously up until then I had not. Yeah, for sure. I do appreciate the fact that you said that you wanted solitary refinement to be more representative of who you were as a live musician because there's a lot of bands that I listen to that what I hear on the album isn't what I'll hear at the show. Right. 
because right. they can't they can't recreate it live or whatever and i always kind of feel ripped off whenever i go to a live show like i'm yeah. listening to the album and it's like this full band with this cool sound and then you go and it's like two acoustic musicians just kind of playing because they can't right. afford to bring a i i have to cut you off man because i appreciate both I appreciate when someone brings it, mm -hmm. but I also appreciate, like, for example, like if I give you an album that's like keys, drums, bass, mm -hmm. and guitar and horns and shit, as long as I have keys, drums, bass, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I miss the fancy stuff, but like, I'm getting, I'm getting it right. But when that, but for me, it's like when they even just panic. when it, it's almost more of like overproducing their music, like they're adding okay. stuff that not that it doesn't need to be there, but you right. know, you can't recreate it live. I think, I think that there's a, cause I have a lot of friends mm -hmm. like what you're talking about and a lot of musicians, mm -hmm. again, not the listeners and receivers of music, but the creators of that, mm -hmm. they don't care if there is a, a reflection between their, their, their recording, recording mm -hmm. music and their live music, because the recording process is, is art in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And the live music process is, is a completely separate kind of art. Yeah. And for me as an artist, um, I love studio sessions, by the way, yeah. if you want to hire me for voice or keyboard and stuff, I'm fast as shit. And I love doing it for anyone mm -hmm. watching. But, um, but for me as an artist, I was like, I love live music more than anything on the planet. Mm -hmm. I really do. I like being in live music. I like supporting people's live music. I like indie music, especially, yeah. And so for myself, like I love live music and I like having the best musicians that I can find, mm -hmm. like play my songs the best way, but also like be able to show off when the time mm. calls for it. Right. That's my favorite. So that's why, um, for me, it worked out to do like a live styled album. Cause that's mm -hmm. my shit, yeah. you know, yeah. but some people, they want like little little twinklies and little yeah. like extra things and little yeah. like little vocal stuff and all that so yeah. i get it yeah not i mean not to say that i don't like to strip back like acoustic sets or go into like a like if a band comes in and does like an acoustic gig like i'm not talking about that it's just when a band represents themselves as one thing right. and then you go to a show and it's like oh this right. isn't what they represent you know right but that's totally. just me that's my opinion totally. um so obviously over the last couple of years the world's been dealing with a lot it looks like um it hits you a little bit different as far as releasing music how did the pandemic kind of affect you as far as releasing music well uh i mean traumatically so mm -hmm. <laughs> not I feel even like just dramatically a like with a t just yeah. full trauma <laughs> Because, you know, the reason I, I, I was trying to think of a better way to bring it up, because you obviously got some music out there in 2020, but it yeah. seems like the way it was kind of positioned was you were just got out of the studio. Like, just these are things so, that I'm picking up on. Yeah. So basically what happened is, so Solitary Refinement came out 2017. Mm -hmm. I was pushing that and touring that and playing, I mean, like, like over 100 shows a year for mm -hmm. 17, 2018. And then in 2019, I like played through the first half of the year and then it was slowing down because mm -hmm. I was going to go back into the studio for the first time yeah. finally. And, um, in 2019 was when I did my second crowdfunding campaign at mm -hmm. first. So this is three years later. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I was successful. Thank, thank God for people. And the plan was to go into the studio kind of around May of 2020, mm -hmm. um, to start tracking my next yeah. album yeah. and 
that obviously we couldn't. And yeah. so that all got put on hold, but I happened to have this other like collection of music. That was mm -hmm. an acoustic um, collection of eight songs that I ended up releasing as an album. Cause I had, I guess this is where we could use the word content. I was sitting mm. on, sitting on shit yeah. <laughs> and I had nothing but time on my hands because all of my gigs were canceled and I had mm. lost literally a hundred percent of my income at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very scary. Um, but I was like, great, well, I will release sirens then like, let's mm. do it. I wasn't sure if I was going to release it or if I was going to give it as like a freebie for those who bought like the new album and like pair them together. I, mm. Like I had these different ideas, yeah. I ended up releasing sirens. Um, that is, that's a whole other story. And I had like the videos done already. We had done all this stuff like in 2019 yeah. and I was just sitting on it, unsure what to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I wasn't sure it didn't exactly represent me. Like, mm. like we were talking about, I was like, I'm not really a guitar. I don't play acoustic guitar all the time, but it's an, yeah. it's an acoustic guitar album. There's strings, there's roads, and there's like tons of vocal harmonies. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I released it top of the shutdown and then let's say another like eight months into the shutdown, <laughs> I was going, um, as crazy and, and sad and angry and depressed as I, I imagine many Everyone. of us yeah. were, yeah. and um, at least here in LA, um, I'm without getting too into it because I know this is not necessarily a political show; it's yeah. a music show. But um, I, I did participate in the BLM protests. I do support that that cause. Um, so I was out on the streets all the time. Um, we had insane fires in LA, like oh, historic wow. fires here that burned 130,000 acres, like mm. literally. 10 miles from my house. Yeah. Um, so I could see it in the mountains and the skies were completely like brown for a month oh, wow. on top of everything that was going on and me not having any money. It was like all these layers and layers and layers. So um, at that time, all of this is say there's a purpose. Yeah. I was so depressed that both piano and guitar were feeling unfulfilling mm -hmm. and like kind of disgusted me. Yeah. And so I put on a pair of headphones and just start and went back to electronic music. I just mm -hmm. started messing around but like real electronic music yeah. like actual like like trance and like hard electro and techno mm. and house and i did an exercise once a day every day for two weeks where i was like i'm gonna make one beat a day mm. like a two minute beat not even that long but just to give me something to do yeah and so i did that and at the end of it i was like well i have this and i have nothing to do and so i, I was like well maybe if i put vocals on this one and this one I can release those. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if I like use my cell phone in some creative way, I can like make music videos for it. So mm -hmm. everything I did was just in my room on a laptop and my phone. Um, so I ended up, I was like, fuck it. I don't have a manager. Mm -hmm. I don't have anyone telling me what to do. So I decided to release an EDM album, like an, an instrumental ED album nice. uh, called box cutter. Yep. And I called it that cause it's out of the genre. It has nothing to do with anything I do. Um, but it was, it was exactly reflective of the time. And again, time mm. capsule. So I released it and then, uh, getting to the new album in at the top of 2021 in May, mm. we finally went into the studio nice. to, to record what we fundraised for at the end of 2019. So mm. I, I never spent any of it okay. losing all my money, losing all my work, losing everything. It was in a savings account, yep. untouched that's that's laughing good. at my face <laughs> that is such amazing control because i know a lot of people that that money would have been just right yeah i, I don't want to say gone because that's a brutal way to say it but it, totally yeah i feel like my 
for anyone who gives a shit about me means the world to me. So mm. I would never break someone's trust or, or steer someone wrong. It's just mm. not in my nature, but, um, but yeah, so we tracked the, the next album. I don't know if I should keep talking cause that'll get us up to the present. No, that's perfect. You're, okay. you're walking the road that we're going. So we're almost there folks. Yeah. We're almost there. So, yep. so basically, uh, we recorded, uh, a 13 track album in 10 days, which is insane. But I, I wanted, so solitary refinement, we did over the weekends, right Mm. over a month. There's like a weekend and a weekend and a weekend. This was the first time in my life. I was like, I want a Beatles rock and roll experience. I want to rent out an entire studio only for me where all of my stuff set up and I don't have to strike it, take it down. We just walk in. It's another work day. Um, and that's what we did. We did, a. We did bass, uh, electric guitar, and drums, and scratch keyboard with an electric keyboard uh, and scratch vocals all in three days for 13 tracks. Three days. That's insane for people out there who don't, like, that's obnoxious. Like, looking back on it, it was too much, but it was was fun. Um, Well, given that you hadn't really been in the studio at that point, it would have been a little over a year for probably- Like two years. Two years? Yeah. 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 Um, so we did that and then we did one day with, uh, strings Mm -hmm. and, um, like extra stuff like roads and like Mm -hmm. Hammond organ and like little, little punch-ins. And then we went, we did one day with horns and just like started mixing and stuff. And then we, in one entire day, this, I I regret a little bit, Mm -hmm. but in one entire day I did piano because we, we, we did real, uh, grand piano at a different studio. Um, I did all 13 songs in eight hours, which is, which is insane. Like nobody, no one should ever have to do that. Um, I did it because I couldn't afford to not. Yeah. I had no choice. I was like, I just have to do it. We have to make this happen. One song every 30 minutes. There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, but we did it. We totally pulled it off. And then, um, and then the the last two days of our recording was, uh, I did six lead vocals and harmonies Mm -hmm. one day. And then the next day, uh, no, two days later, I did six, the other, excuse Mm -hmm. me, seven. Uh, no, I did. I did ended up doing six again with leads and harmonies in the same Mm -hmm. day. And the last, the, the extra song, I was like, I can't do it, Mark. Yeah. I can't, I can't even do it. So we ended up doing 11 days. I forgot about that. It was a half day. The last day to the yeah. last song is I was just, I was so fatigued. I yeah. was like, I, I can't feel that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you'd mentioned that you'd done, or that you do obviously do the singing and the harmonies, and then you're also doing the piano. Were yes. you bringing in people for like bass, drums and all that stuff? Or were you also doing that stuff? Um, I brought in uh, uh, all the other instruments, um, mm-hmm. except for there's two guitar songs on this album. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Stay tuned. Um, so this is the first album in my life. I'm incorporating both piano and guitar of mm-hmm. mine, which which has never happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I play acoustic guitar, piano and every vocal on there. Mm-hmm. And I also composed... Um, all of the string parts and mm-hmm. all of the horn parts. So all oh, the wow. arrangements, um, like yeah. I had sheet music for everybody. Nice. Um, and I also like, like beatbox a little bit, but as far as like most of the drums, like, mm. uh, like almost all the drums, all the bass and all the electric guitar, except for like a solo where I kind of sang something like that mm. was all them. Okay. Just, that was me hiring professionals that I trust to be dope as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you got it. See, that's awesome because you know, you know what you're good at, you know what other people are better at. So just bring oh, yeah. them in, let them do their thing. Oh, and yeah. And it'll be the best product. 
product. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It takes a community. And I think sure. that that also gave like the album. I mean, it's a, it's a, it has a studio polish. Like it mm. is sparkly and modern sounding. Mm. It is very, very, very much a studio album, mm -hmm. but it has such a live feeling because I didn't like, we don't have any parts that I was like, it has to be like this for my entire rhythm section and, and mm -hmm. my guitarist. Um, horns and strings, you have to. They mm -hmm. don't want to fuck around with that shit. Yeah. They're like, give me sheet music and tell me what to play so I can play it and go home. That's like, yeah. that's yeah. how those session players yeah. are. And I'm like happy to oblige. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was it was a joy to work with. Everyone on the album is is a sincere talent and mm -hmm. a professional. And it was, it was including the engineer, including mm -hmm. my my recording and, and co-mixing engineer nice. and my mastering engineer, like everyone, super professional, super loving, talented people. Mm -hmm. They're all awesome. Awesome. Uh, so for the, you said 13 songs on the album? Yes. Yeah. Um, of the 13 songs, uh, how many, or how do you kind of go through that selection process? Are they road tested or is it just kind of new music that you're feeling and they kind of go together? How do you kind of go through that process? Yeah. So let's see. I think four, four of the songs. Yeah. So four of the songs I have played out in public since like 2018. Mm -hmm. Cause again, I like had 2017, we released it. I was, you yeah. know, playing some of those songs since 2016, finally recorded, played them. Still was playing them, had like a new song, incorporated mm -hmm. it, incorporated, it, et cetera. So by like 2019, I had like, you know, I was like, okay, so I have like new music coming together. Um, so four of them had, had already been played with like an eight piece band. Yeah. So I was like, I already know how it's kind of sounding because we, we had done it live. Um, and then maybe like five more of the songs on the album. Mm -hmm. I played, um, two shows right before the shutdown, one in December and one in January. Mm -hmm. And those were the first times I took like all the new songs that no one had ever heard out for a spin mm -hmm. where I did a set with only new songs. Like that's it. So it was like, uh, uh basically every other song that was going to be on the record. Um, so I had only played them out like once or twice and mm -hmm. it was only as like a, a three or four piece yeah. band. So I didn't know any of the other stuff. Gotcha. Um, but as I started looking at all these, all these new songs, I, I personally saw like a through line mm -hmm. and was like, this is an album right here. This is an album of like, not of like internal emotions, like, like mm. Satya and solitary refinement, which is very much my own growth as a person mm. and, and about, you know, I mean, about like concepts we can all relate to like mm. love and pain and, and like all, all these things that are very human. So not literally just about me, but it was a very internal processing albums. Those ones versus this new one is much more outside of myself. Mm. It's much more, um, observant of the world and of just witnessing the unfoldings of other people's choices and like other people in my life and like the world at large. And like, it, it's so much bigger than me. Um, so that's the through line that I saw from all mm. of them. Um, and there's some like of my own, like the first single is very much about me, but it's like, it's very external. It's not like mm. inside. It's like very confident and like out in the world. Um, mm. Yeah, that's the through line. And then because of that through line, that's how I came up with the title for the for the album. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Now, is Stand Up the lead single or is just trying to do my no. thing? No. Because the reason I ask is because 
I thought I saw something, saw something somewhere that said stand up was something different. Yeah. So I thought I was, yeah. Okay. So stand up is a single. Um, mm. It's a political single. It's it's a full hip hop beat with like mm. a very um, alternative R and B delivery, kind of like a la very early Aaliyah. Mm. Like no yeah. no reverb, very dry, very like on the mic. Um, mm. That is a collaboration with a friend of mine um, named Ronnie, who goes mm. by McCuddy as a producer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just we just got together track that and i was like let's put this out because nice. at the time i didn't know exactly when i was going to be releasing any mm -hmm. of my my solo stuff mm -hmm. so we released that in march and again i'm really proud of it and i love nice. the the words and the the meaning behind it it's yeah. a very political song if you're not mm -hmm. into it fair warning to people out there it is political nice. um but I think it's dope as shit. So nice. if you're, if you're into it, go. And so, yeah, that was a collaboration that okay. was unrelated. unrelated. Gotcha. It, Cause I saw when I looked at the cover, like before I had like started going through your Facebook and all that stuff, I saw the cover art for it. And I was like, I, I'm trying to figure out if this is the, just a standalone single or if it's part of the project, if it's part of the project that doesn't really match, but that's not right. a killer. And so, yeah, I just figured like, and then I saw, so I think it was on your Facebook page. I saw the a sim, either I saw the cover art and then I just didn't put two and two together, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's um, all right. So uh, just trying to do my thing is the lead single uh, yeah. that dropped uh, 10 days ago. Yeah. Uh, why'd you choose this as the uh, lead? Um, it's the first song on the album. Okay. And I feel like it represents every single part of myself that I have mm. become. I, in, in one song. Um, it's also a snarky song. There is a backstory to it um, that I could either go into or not. But go, um, into, go into it if you want. <laughs> besides the backstory, it, it is just, I, I'm like, it's a triumphant song. It's a positive song. Mm. I mean, a lot of us artists rewrite a lot of dark, heavy stuff as singer-songwriters. Mm. We're very emotional people. So I thought I would be nice to just lead with something positive and celebratory about like all of us trying to like be true to ourselves and mm. like, and find like the confidence and the happiness to, to like find the parts of us that we like, because mm -hmm. we can, we can talk shit on ourselves for days. Yeah. I'm really good at talking shit on myself. Yeah. So I was like, let's celebrate ourselves. And like musically, it's like also where I'm going. It's like way more Neo soul and mm -hmm. jazz. And I'm really leaning into like my R and B jazz, funk, mm -hmm. Neo soul roots. Um, and the music that makes me the happiest to hear and, mm -hmm. and play. So I, I'm leaning way more into that with this song. Nice. And I just feel like it, yeah, it just captured everything I wanted it to say in three minutes. I was like, this is everything I could possibly want to tell anyone out there. I dig it. So it, that's, it had to be the first single. I dig it. I really enjoy the song. I've listened to it about six times today. So oh, thanks, man. I really enjoy it. And if it's setting up for the rest of the album, I can't wait to hear it. Dude, okay. Uh, so you listened to it six times. Yes. Do you want to know what it came out? You want some, you want some California fluffy magic right now? Sure. It came out on June 6th, uh -huh. which is six, six, and you've listened to it six times and it came out uh, and it's only a three minute and 33 second song, which is three, 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 which yeah. is also, yeah. All right. divisible by three. How weird is that? That is pretty crazy. That's pretty <laughs> crazy. Cause so I was listening to it on the way to like, usually when I'm going to work, I just throw music on to like, just so I don't sit there in silence like a weirdo. And the <laughs> song kind of came on and I didn't realize like until the song was over, I was like, oh, 
I should have probably paid a little bit closer attention to that <laughs> song because I'm doing the podcast tonight. And then I got to work and I just threw my earbuds on while I was sitting in a meeting and I started listening oh to it. God. Yeah. So it was, it was, it got me through today. So that, that was I'm so um, glad. Thank yeah. you. And you got the uh, music video for this coming out on yeah. Monday. On Monday. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, when's the 20th? Yeah. It's Monday. Yeah. Um, it's coming out Monday. We, so we did a big um, album release show uh, just this past Sunday at a venue mm-hmm. in Los Angeles called uh, the Moroccan lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just posted a, uh, like a reel Mm-hmm. On, on Instagram and on my Facebook and stuff. Like if you want to see like a short video recap of what happened and photos and stuff, mm-hmm. there's some gorgeous photos. So nice. everyone was welcome to check that out. And um, yeah, the music video is coming out and it's just, I didn't even know I was going to have a music video again. I have no money. Um, so uh, I just kind of hung out with a friend of mine named Jordan Sims and we were going to just record like some promo videos mm-hmm. for me to just release to promote the song coming out. That was it. Oh. But then I started looking at all the footage and I was like, I wonder if I could squeeze a whole three minutes out of this footage. And, uh, and I did, mm-hmm. and I did. And, and, and I'm shocked that I was, I managed to do that, but I think it's, it's a, it's not an elaborate video. It's very mm-hmm. simple and it's, and it's playful. Yeah. And it's, I was like, it just, it's the first music video. I, there's some music videos I have in mind that are very artistic and are going to yeah. cost me a lot of money that I yeah. will do for later singles and for other songs on the album. But for this song, I was like, let's just do something easy. And it's just me fucking hanging out, walking down the street, playing the piano and stuff like that. Nice. It's like, you know what I mean? And and being kind of cheeky and weird and stuff. You'll see. I don't yeah. want to give it away. It's funny. Yeah. I got you. And the, you know, it's always interesting. Cause I don't like talking about music videos before they come out because it's like, you say too much, you give the magic away or end up spoiling something. So that's perfect. Um, do you have a potential release or w- what's kind of the plan moving forward? Are you doing a couple more singles or are you going to oh, go yeah. straight into the uh, album or what's the, Oh album? no, we, I feel like we waited so long mm-hmm. for this moment that I'm currently in yeah. right now. Finally, after like three years of, yep. of waiting, yep. um, we're here. So I'm taking my, my sweet time all the money this has cost, all the people's energy that have been put into this. Um, so the plan is to celebrate just trying to do my thing for a little bit longer and everyone please spin it, share it, add it to your library playlist, all that fun stuff. And, um, it's on Bandcamp too. If you're like all about that, that actual indie support, that's, that's where you should go. Um, but yeah, I already have a, my second single release date scheduled. Nice. If you do want me to share the second single is going to be titled party's over. Okay. And it's coming out on July 25th. Okay. And I'm going to be doing a a big, another big release show at the hotel cafe uh, Mm -hmm. main stage in Hollywood for that. Um, I have a music video idea for it. That is hilarious. But I was like, I can't afford this right now. (laughs) Right. I have such expensive ideas. It's insane. Um, So as of right now, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pull that off, but, um, but yeah. And then the plan after that, I won't go much farther past that is to do two more singles. Okay. And that'll take me through this entire year Mm -hmm. is four singles um, and uh, at least two music videos. And, uh, and then the whole album is going to come out uh, as of right now in January, top of next year. Wow. And it's, and I have vinyl. It's gorgeous. Please let me know 
when the vinyls first i will please. it's I, it's a it's a double lp okay and i want to tell you the lp unlike the digital which is 13 tracks the lp is 14 tracks okay and one entire side of the lp is a 12 minute extended live in studio jam okay. of one of the songs with like these genuinely insane top of the industry instrumentalists like it's nice. it's it's yeah. insane um and it's like oh man the photography for this too like i'm i'm really happy with how everything turned out it's it's stunning and weird and like moving and retro but modern yeah. it's like all everything i could have prayed for so nice wait, wait wait for that i'll probably do like a vinyl pre-sale thing when the when yeah. the time comes so people can look out on my band Sweet. camp for that i'm ecstatic i love collecting independent vinyl just because I know how much it costs. Like I completely oh, understand. Yeah. I completely understand how expensive vinyl is. So yeah. whenever I go to shows and they have vinyl, it's like, okay, I'm going to buy the vinyl probably with the intent of only listening to it once. Cause I don't want to scratch the vinyl. I don't want to destroy it. You know, <laughs> you're so funny, but I, I'm just weird like that. I don't know why, but well, it yeah. sounds like it sounds like you're a collector. Yes, that's yes, what collectors yes. do. They they keep things in nice condition. Yes, yes, yeah. And you know, just the vinyl. It's a piece of art, and I don't want to destroy the piece of art. Yes, I I do agree that there is a certain feeling you get listening to the music on the vinyl, but for me, it's more about just that physical hard copy. Mm -hmm. And and if you have good artwork, mm -hmm. it's like not this big. It's mm -hmm. like this big. It's it's a book. It's, I mean, and it like, I'm just like reflecting on everyone who's ever made a vinyl and for, for people out there who, who like photography. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all used to photography because of like a social media now, but yeah. I'm like, if you get a really good photographer who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and, and it's a shame not to print that really big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it a really shame. It really yeah. is. It really is. But yes, please let me know. I will. I will make sure I'm really bad about following people on Bandcamp. Maybe I need to be better about that, but you can actually like follow people. Mm -hmm. And so when they release something, it goes like, Hey, they have a new thing out today, nice. but there's no, but there's no message board. So you don't, you can't like email your fans from Bandcamp yeah. at all. Yeah. Like you can on every other platform. You can like yeah. message people on Bandcamp. You can't send them a message until mm. like it just automatically does it when something's coming out. Yeah. There is, that's not true. There is like a community section mm -hmm. where you can post, but I don't, most people don't participate. In that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel okay. that. yeah. That's like a extra thing that they have to yeah. you know, be a part of. I yeah. Feel so. There's also talks of uh, I'm a band camp releasing their own um, actual streaming platform mm -hmm. app. Nice. That will yeah. be like a phone app, so where you can save music to your phone, but it'll mm. still fall under their the pricing. Got yeah. Like beliefs that they have, which is which is great. So it'll be yeah. cool when that happens. Nice. I I need to yeah that that'll be awesome. So all this in the works, busy twenty twenty two and a hot start to twenty twenty three. Yes. It, it, it's got to be exciting. Um as you kind of lead up to the release of the album, what's going through your mind as this is like three years in the works? <laughs> finally. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Very fair. My, it's, it's finally, and 
I hope people care. Right. Mm. Those are the two things I hope anyone cares. And I'm, I'm glad it's, it's like, yeah, I'm just glad it's finally out. I don't. And, uh, and I also pray to God that inflation comes down by next year so that I can tour. Um, this year is probably going to be a bit more of like a local and like Mm. coastal, maybe Arizona, California, Nevada kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I used to, before the shutdown, I would go to New York every year, every year for five years, I went to New York every year. I went to Nashville every year. I went, there was like places I always went. So it's really weird to not have, I haven't been anywhere Mm -hmm. on tour in like three years, except for like kind of in a three hour radius around me. So Mm -hmm. I really miss, I miss New York. I miss Nashville so much. I miss Alaska. I miss Portland. I miss like, I miss all these places. So you've actually been to Alaska? Yeah. So I just threw that out randomly. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Yeah. A girlfriend and I, uh, we went on a two week tour Mm -hmm. in Alaska in the summer of 2019. um, And it was fantastic. Loved it. That's awesome. That's really funny and cool how that one kind of played out. Um, so if you end ever, if you make it to at least Arizona, I could probably swing an Arizona trip. Whereas, <laughs> you know, coming out to, it's so funny. I've been doing, yeah. been doing live and amplified since 2016, January, 2016. Every year I say, you know what, we need to go at least make a trip out to LA. And every right. time we try and make the trip, something comes up. Right. It's right. like we one year we were up in Montana and it's like, you know what? Let's just swing out to LA. It's not on the way, but let's just <laughs> do it. And I think that's, I that's wild. <laughs> on the on the way down, it, I got a call from my dad saying I was living in Florida at the time. He was like, Hey, how far or how many more days are you out on the road? And I'm like, uh, it'll probably be like three or four more days. Why? Uh you need to get back home now because there's a hurricane approaching and don't get home like within the next two days you may not get home for a while and i'm like wow oh shit okay and so i was like all right guys la trips off we're going back to new mexico i'm dropping you guys off and i'm hightailing it back to tallahassee oh my gosh i pulled into (laughs) town as i was pulling into tallahassee the storm came in and i'm like Boy, I timed that down to the millisecond. Wow. Yeah. I feel like the idea of living where there are hurricanes is very stressful. Yeah. Eh, not stressful. You just got to watch the radar, <laughs> which yeah. I obviously didn't do. Fair so, enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But um, I was so- going to say, though, maybe I could come your way, but it would be alone initially. Like mm-hmm. me having money to bring people with me yeah. is not going to happen this year. That's just impossible well i like i said i lived in new mexico roswell new mexico has a really kicking indie scene right now it's it's small but they've got some really good musicians so i was i was more saying it as a cheeky thing because you don't like bands that don't sound like the album and i would be touring alone me and piano that's it that's all i can afford that's fine i i you know would you would you come see that i would Okay, good. Cause I promise you it's, it's different, mm. but it's just as good. It's not as proggy. That's what like, cause when I have like a band, mm-hmm. this is what I've been told by people who see my shows, like the, like how, how rock and roll and proggy my mm-hmm. music is becomes way more apparent than when mm-hmm. I played alone. Cause some people don't have the imagination, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah. it's huge music. 
and I can hear it in my head, but me by myself, sometimes it doesn't like translate unless like it's a great stage, right? Great sound, great stage. It totally translates with me by myself too, Mm. I think. But yeah, anyway, oh my gosh, I'm rambling. No, you're good. You're a hundred percent fine. I would come see that show. So let me know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Let me know. I'm trying to get out and travel more, but I just finally got myself out of crippling debt. So I'm like, I'm so happy right now. It's just trying to keep myself out of it. So, Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. Um, but anyway, so obviously, like we'd mentioned, you got a lot going on in 2022. What do you do to kind of escape and decompress from life? What are some of your hobbies? Um, I love to sleep. Nice. <laughs> Sleeping is an important thing. I don't do it all the time. Um, cause it's just, there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really do. If I can have time to be home alone, I take it cause it's very rare for me. So I, I take it and I go really hard on my alone at home time. I also, uh, am a huge, huge, huge nature lover, nature advocate. Mm-hmm. So I love going to, uh, where I'm, where I'm at like mm-hmm. local botanical gardens. And there's also mm-hmm. a lot of hikes cause I live at the base of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, this year I'm calling the year of, of, uh, national parks. So nice. we're just going to, I've already been to grand Canyon and Yosemite, um, camping and mm. like hiking and stuff. And, um, I'm actually going to go to Zion and Bryce nice. like really soon, like in a, in a handful of days, um, going to try to go to Sequoia, going to try to go to big Sur. Like, so nice. I, I just, I love nature. Um, that's a big thing. And I would say like, besides sleep and nature, the third thing would be, if I'm not exhausted, like going dancing with friends, yeah. right. Or yeah. eating food, nice food at a restaurant or watching TV and drinking a glass of wine, like yes. all the normal things yeah. that we all yeah. like to do. I must say, I just, yesterday I fell asleep after work and I took an hour nap, which I had no intention of doing. I think I'm addicted to post-work naps now. <laughs> like I, I sat there And like, I had a little bit of a headache. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just sit here for a second. I fell asleep for an hour. I woke up. I felt like a million bucks. I'm like, could you, could you still fall asleep later? Oh yeah. Did it mess you up? I was asleep by 1130. Wow. And I I feel, I feel like there's a really good stand up bit with this joke. (laughs) Uh, Probably, (laughs) probably. So, but yeah, it's uh sleep's important. So um, I've been trying to do sleep and water. I've been the two things I've been telling myself. Yes. Good, 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 good. Very important. The beginning parts of the pandemic, I was podcasting so hard that my voice sounded like a chain smoker. <laughs> so it got to a point where it's like, all right, not drink as much water as you can. So I'm trying, I'm really trying. I know, I know. Here we are. We're encouraging the the people to drink. The hydration. Yep. But anyways, so now that's cool. It sounds like uh, 2022 is going to be a fun year. And you said pretty much local shows within three hours. Yeah. I mean, as of now, Mm -hmm. and the, the reason for that is because the local shows that I'm doing, um, mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm going really big, mm-hmm. um, and they're very expensive and I'm paying for PR and marketing. And mm-hmm. that's also very expensive. So that's like my whole budget. And then if I want to make a music video and yeah, yeah. touring yeah. is a whole other thing. 
Yeah, but if yeah. anyone out there would like to be an angel donor and contribute, uh, or like would like to have a house concert, for example, like host mm. a house concert, I'm, I'm not unwilling to travel. I, mm. I love going on tour. So if someone out there watching or anyone is like, I would love to host you for a house concert. Mm. Let's figure something out. And, and we could book me at your place. We could figure mm. out like a budget and like ticket prices and like get everyone going. Then I could also book a couple other things around there. And that would help me like cover the cost of like tours. So I'm totally yeah. down, totally for down. Sure. For yeah. sure. I feel that I really do. Uh, so before we wrap this up, cause I don't want to keep you here all night. Although I feel like I could talk to you for another three <laughs> and a half hours or so. Um, one thing we do with everybody that comes on the podcast is we play a fun little game called okay. rapid fire randomness. Okay. So I have a random question generator that I'm going to pull up here in a second. And I'm going to just fire off 10 random questions that it asks. And you just ask them as quickly as you can. Okay. I so will try. While I pull up the generator, the first question that I'm just going to ask you is what is your favorite cover song to perform? <gasps> well, I will say currently, because I just played it Sunday, it is California Soul okay. by Marlena Shaw. Okay. Incredible song. It's a, an old soul song from the 60s. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So if you're ready, we'll play Rapid Fire Randomness. Let's do it. Why would your best friend consider you a bad influence? Um, because I eat all the carbs that I possibly can. Would you, <laughs> fair. Would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? When? What was your favorite subject in high school? Music, of course. <laughs> If you could make a group of friends out of four fictional characters, who would they be? Oh, see, that one's, I can't rapid that, man. Four uh, group, four rapid, friends from. Rapid fire is a loose term, so. I was going as fast. I was doing good though, right? We yeah. were like, bam, bam, yeah. bam. Okay. Um, four fictional friends. Let's see. I would say um, Hermione Granger from mm -hmm. Harry Potter. Because she would always have your back and she would help you get, get into a pickle and she's very smart. And she, I think she's sassy and I like that in a woman. Um, so Hermione. And uh, I would say, oh man, this is going to be really hard for me. You seem uh, like somebody that would like Spinelli from the uh, show Recess. Oh my gosh. I remember that show, but I haven't seen it in so long that okay. I don't remember. Okay. You know what? Hey Arnold, if we're going to go that, I wasn't even thinking cartoons, yeah. but Hey Arnold. So Arnold from Hey Arnold, yeah. because he's super humble and he's super kind and he's like down for anything. So Hermione. And he's low-key super cool. And he's, and he's super cool. Absolutely. Um, there's this other animated film called Bebe's Kids mm -hmm. that came out in the nineties. That's I have always been obsessed with. And uh, the, the, the little baby from that, Okay. There's, a, there's a baby who has like the deepest voice of all time and he gets into nothing but trouble. <laughs> so it would be probably very exhausting, but I think it would keep us all on our toes and it would get us into all the weirdest hijinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then for the fourth one, Oh man, just cause it keeps popping into my head. This is so weird, but I'm going to say Dr. Strange, but not the new movie, Dr. Strange. That movie yeah. sucked so hard. But the original, very first 2016 Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. when he was first learning his powers and everything, mm -hmm. because I just think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I think seen, he's like. 
I haven't seen the new one, but it's I go see it. I support you. I think it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. And I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan. Gotcha. I am. Gotcha. gotcha. I tried. I really tried. <laughs> Has traveling inspired you to do something different with your life? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what specifically, but I think traveling, I would say it inspired me to trust and have faith that what I'm doing day to day is okay. Cool. All right. I'm going to try and read this correctly, but it's worded very weirdly. Okay. Would you rather have unlimited 10 minute windows into your past or an annual 10 minute snapshot of your future? I mean, if I had to pay, I'm definitely like a full present moment hippie, mm-hmm. but um, I would say the future one. I'm, I don't live in my past ever. I don't give a shit. I'm like, on to the next. Let's go. Honestly, I'd rather just not know because I can't do anything about the past. Yeah, but you have to. You told me I had to pick one. Yes. That's not fair. So I you know. have to pick one too. You have to pick one. Oh, boy. I'd probably go into my past just so I can relive moments. Okay. That's very sweet. That's yeah. very sweet. Um, you are stranded on a deserted island. What three raw foods would you like to have endless supplies of three raw foods? Um, I will say apples mm-hmm. because I feel like I could tolerate that, uh, for most of my life. And they last pretty long mm-hmm. <laughs> before they go bad. Um, so raw meaning produce. It just said raw foods. So, so, but I'm asking you as the person who's asking me, does, are, are you confining me to produce? Cause that's what I think of when I hear the word raw. You know what? Let's just go foods. Let's make it super simple and okay. go foods. Can it be anything I want then? Yes, anything you want. Okay, I would say, well, I'll stick with apples for raw food. I wouldn't have never. I would never have said apples if it wasn't just raw food. Okay, just to be clear. I fi- you if it's start if over. It's ra- if you- okay, how about okay? If it's raw food and meaning produce, <laughs> I would do apples, carrots, and watermelon. Okay, for fun. All sugar. I would I would be incredibly flat and have orange skin. It'd be wild. But if it if it was just any food that I want, mm-hmm. I would probably do man, pasta mm-hmm. for sure. Like yeah. noodles. Oh yeah. Just any type of noodle is fine. Yeah. Um man, like gelato, really good gelato. <laughs> <laughs> and the third it's thing it's gonna melt everywhere but that's fine not in not in this dream of mine okay okay and, uh, and then the third thing would probably be tater tots oh i love tater tots yeah love them. yeah yeah <sighs> love it all right in your opinion what makes the best gift uh time the very best gift is doing something with someone and creating memories don't buy shit it's a waste for do sure. something for sure. If you could take any one of your memories and turn it into a short film, what would it be? I would definitely, this is the first thing popping into my head. I would definitely do the one time I backpacked through Europe and there's a lot of moments from that trip. I was, I was on in a back in a backpack for three months. Um, but one of them is we, we were couch surfing with couchsurfing.org at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, uh, we happen to stay with people who frequent uh, exploring the catacombs below mm-hmm. Paris. Mm-hmm. 
and we uh, explored them and got lost. And it's pitch black, by the way. And these are historic, not the catacombs that you're thinking of versus touristing. It's like yeah. all the tunnels that have been sealed by the city that people yeah. re-dynamite open. Um, anyway, we got lost and stuck. And then uh, by the time we got out, we were like 40 minutes from catching our train and covered in mud and everything. We just ran straight to the train station. And from the train station, we literally went straight to Valencia, Spain, and mm-hmm. then straight to Buñol for La Tomatina, which is the tomato throwing festival yep. where I was pummeled with tomatoes, got split up with my friends. And then it just keeps going. It'd be, it'd be insane. It'd be That's insane. An insane film. I think we need to turn this into something. Yeah. Million dollar idea right there. <laughs> this will be a nice callback to earlier in the podcast. What is a sign that someone is genuinely a good person? Whoa. Oh man, I, I hate that question. Um, I think that there's a lot of different things in that your they're opinion. genuinely a good per- I know, but I, in my opinion, I feel like there's a lot of different things and mm-hmm. I feel like different people show their goodness in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's black or white. Mm-hmm. I think you have to learn each person and how they communicate goodness from their heart. Mm-hmm. And then you can receive it as goodness mm-hmm. without expecting them to do it your way. Um, but I would generally blanket statements say listening, mm-hmm. being a good listener and uh, sharing <laughs> all the little kid things, sharing your stuff with other people, <laughs> listening well, uh, not being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Very fair. Very. <laughs> that was very hard. It happens. All right. And then we'll end it on this question. What movie do you constantly quote and never gets boring? Oh, I, I, I can't even say anything like none now. No, no, I really don't. In co- I like when I was little, I was more about that. I don't watch as much stuff now. You know what? Okay. What I'm currently watching yeah. as a relaxation tool. So this isn't a constant thing. This is just a now mm-hmm. is the, the TV show psych. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that there's a catchphrase. It's more that we sing the, the theme song. Okay. All that's, the time. That's fair. And anytime anyone says, I know for anyone who's seen the show psych, we always go, I know, you know, that I'm not telling the truth. And we always start singing the song. My, nice. my friend and I, that's <laughs> awesome. That's re- I've never seen psych. So I might have to check this out. Yeah. It's pretty good. Nice. As yeah. far as a nineties kind of weird show about a, a psychic yeah. detective is could be. I I just read, I don't, did you watch, were you into the, that 70s show? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was so, totally into it. I just read an article today at work that Netflix is dropping that nineties show. Oh God. That, that pisses me off. I thought the eighties one sucked. I actually, you know, it's, so I what when I was in high school, I think that was like right around the time. Well, that 70s show was definitely in the peak of like it's uh famedom, but that 80s show had just did it's like half of a season or whatever, whatever it ran for. It came in, came out, and we went into I was like a, a year went by or whatever. I went into my senior year of high school. And we had an English class. The prompt was we had to write a pitch, like a paper that was essentially a pitch for a TV show. And somebody wrote a pitch for a show called That 80s Show. Weird. And then the teacher was like, uh, this actually 
is a show that was weird. out for like six months. So yeah. That's so weird. Maybe but, the nineties one will be good. Who knows? I feel like they're grabbing at straws. Maybe it'll it depends on how they do it though. Like mm-hmm. it'll kind of depend. That 70s show was just it was good because it was random. Mm-hmm. No one really cared about the 70s at mm-hmm. the time, which yeah. made it funnier. Yeah. And the casting, like the actors are just fabulous. Yeah. And especially partial to Kitty, mm-hmm. the mom. I'm like obsessed with her. She's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the one downside to this is I think there's too many people emotionally attached to the 90s and the 90s meant something different to everyone. Mm. Like my 90s experience growing up, probably different than yours. So I think it, that's where it's going to fall apart is the 90s are going to mean something different to everyone. Right. So. I think it depends on where it takes place though. Cause that 70s yeah. show, I don't literally relate to having a basement. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I live in from, I'm on yeah. the West coast, but I, I still thought it was funny because the writing was good. The jokes were good and the acting was good. Mm-hmm. So it depends on if they're trying to make a cheap pop culture uh, ripoff show or if they're going to have good writing and good actors. And yeah. it can be good, like, as long as they're like, it takes place exactly here mm-hmm. and they're not trying to encapsulate all the 90s. They're just trying yeah. to encapsulate a tiny moment in a tiny part of the world. Yeah. Then, it, then it'll be good. Maybe. Okay. We'll yeah. see. That's fair. Yeah. Very fair. Um, but yeah. So that was rapid fire randomness. Thank you. That's, it was not so rapid, but it was very random. I, it was very random. Some of it was rapid. My first four. Yeah. And then, then I had to ask you four fictional characters that you'd form a friend group with. Yeah. That was, that was intense. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I am glad that they are updating the generator because when we first started doing this, it was a lot of the same questions over and over again. And I'm like, come on, guys, update this thing. And right. now, now it's like, okay, we get fresh questions fresh questions every time so nice but um once again i'm really excited to have had you on i look forward to having you on again and talking more and all that fun stuff uh for anybody that wants to check out your music or any upcoming shows or just interact with you on social any of that fun stuff where can they find you they can find me uh all of my social media is at brenda carsey art and carsey is spelled c-a-r S-E-Y, like Casey with an R. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda Carsey Art, all my social media. My website is brendacarseyart.com. So any website related thing will have the exact same handle. Um, on music platforms, it'll just be Brenda Carsey. Awesome. Easy, easy. Yeah, for sure. I love it when musicians make it super easy like that. It's, yeah. It's amazing. But once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I yeah. absolutely appreciate it. It's been an absolute blast. Thank, thank you, everybody. you, Tom. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and hanging out with us. If you're uh, new to uh, our Twitch channel here, we're trying to build an awesome community to support independent musicians. The podcast is just the first wave of things we got going on. We're working on a new jam session thing. It's going to be fun and exciting. I'm uh, trying, just trying to get the technical stuff figured out. You know, a lot lot of technical stuff that I'm not quite familiar with just yet. But um, Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And it was a genuine pleasure hanging out with you. Absolutely. Once again, thank you, everybody. Brenda, thank you so much for hanging out. You're welcome back anytime. I look forward to staying in contact with you on social. And before we uh, send this one out, what piece of advice do you have for the uh, young musicians out there? The young musicians out there? Yep. uh, Don't give up and uh, don't 
expect things to unfold the way that you, that you want them to and uh, like go with what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, Brenda, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you all later.